Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta, the Metapod. Uh, the viewers and listeners will also note that, like, usually it's Jake that gives you that intro. But uh, joining me today on the Metapod is Robin Schultz. Did I say that correctly? Probably not, but... <laughs> basically <laughs> close enough right how would you pronounce it uh robin schultz okay okay so robin is joining us uh i'll let robin intro himself a little bit more in depth in a minute but briefly speaking uh robin is one of the people behind uh limitless uh which we'll go in depth into for this episode um, just super excited to have Robin joining us today. So I've worked with Robin very briefly in the past uh, in a different world, in the Digimon space. Uh, I, I was working with Robin, but um, yeah, super excited to have you on, Robin. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Uh, so before we jump into that, we're going to cover off one piece of news. Um, and that news is an announcement that happened naturally right after we finished recording the last episode which is temporal forces is the next standard i say standard i guess the next standard set is the shiny set that we're getting in january but the next normal set non-special set um in the western world that's going to be releasing in march uh the official release date will be march 22nd uh, and that probably, there's a lot of speculation about when or if rotation will happen at the beginning of the year. My gut says that Pokemon seems to be pretty like standardized now in their way of set releases happening exactly two weeks before an IC. So that's sort of a thing that they, I don't know how long they've been doing that, Robin. You can tell us like if that's something they've just been doing for a decade now or more, but it feels pretty common now. Yeah, I think uh, the set releases were not always like, coordinated like that. We've definitely had like tournaments where they're like I don't know one or two weeks before a new set becomes legal. But uh, yeah, I'm not like 100 percent sure off the top of my head. But yeah, this season they seem to be it seems to be intentional for sure that DICs are on on the dates of new sets. Yeah, which is really cool. Because that's, yeah. that's, of course, like much more exciting than uh, I mean, any other way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's a great opportunity for them. Like, when you have a new set released, you get to showcase all the new decks and cards. And it, it's like this, it's a bit of a Wild West format as well. Because, like, you know, what could be good, what could be bad, who knows. So it, it actually makes for very exciting viewing, from my perspective, at an IC. So uh, yeah. I do it. Yeah, it's also much more exciting. Yeah. And more fun. So, uh, but yeah, like, so March 22nd is the set release. There is um, speculation that that will also be the time that the standard format rotates. So for those of you who don't know what rotation is for whatever reason, uh, the little letters at the bottom of your card right now, we are on a, I believe it's E block and on. And the next format rotation will probably rotate out E-Block. So that'll be basically all of, you know, Mew VMAX and all the Fusion Strike stuff will be gone. Um, Gardevoir will take a pretty big hit. I was like looking through my Gardevoir deck and I'm like, oh, Level Ball. Oh, Fog Crystal. No, this is terrible. This is, this is going to be very difficult. So, but we don't know Either for way, sure. Probably still be good, I guess. But Well, I and... Just... Oh, yeah. I mean, they will also almost certainly, I imagine that this set, if it is part of a rotation, they'll have a new ball search card or a new Pokemon search card, I should say. Um, typically, when they take something away, they at least give us something as a replacement. So if you're taking away Frog Crystal and Level Ball, somebody mentioned to me, I was like, what would they reprint? And I'm like, I don't think Quick Ball makes sense right now because Nest Ball is legal. But somebody mentioned Pokemon Communication. And I don't hate that. I really, I think that's a really interesting, because it's been a few years since that, but that's been rotated. So if they were going to reprint any card, but Robin, do you have any random predictions for mm. uh, a potential sure. reprint? Like Fog Crystal, I guess it's just like, doesn't doesn't need a replacement because it's just no. a psychic type card. It's just every, 
like just the types randomly get like support cards and then they rotate and, and that's it. Level ball is also like kind of like not really a staple, but also kind of is, especially like with more evolutions being played. So yeah, the placement for that would be pretty nice, but not not sure what they really would, would go for. Um, but I think as long as we have Ultra Ball and S Ball decks are mostly fine. It don't. It's not like when like Quick Ball rotated and we had like nothing to search basic Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Uh, uh, it was very difficult. And I guess we still have like Artisan to search basics and the decks are, like something like Gardevoir also will not really um, need as much draw anymore because you don't have the Shining Arcana, I guess. So. You just get a Gardevoir EX and then attack with like your basic Pokemon like Drifloon or something or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just throw in a couple of extra Screamtail and call it a day. Uh, yeah. And hope your opponent doesn't play Manaphy. Uh, actually, I wonder, does Manaphy rotate? I have no idea. I can't remember if that's an E-block card or an F-block. I was in uh, Brilliant Star, so I, I, it I think it's F-block then, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, yeah, that's the only piece of news today is uh, March 22nd will be the next main set in the in the standard format. So, but moving on now. But also, oh, that means that the current format will be very long. Yes. Like, uh, so until EOIC, that's like, I don't know, it's like def- like more than five regionals or six, seven. It's, it's a lot of tournaments in this format. So. Yeah. It's going to get right, very think... stale. Very, it's going to get very stale. I think by February, probably. Probably. Currently, I think the format is the format isn't bad. Um, pretty fun to play, but it's it's weird that it's so long. It, I think usually you would have a new set in like yeah, definitely by March, playable and or February, and having to wait until April is kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I don't know how many new cards we're getting in the Shiny Treasure set, whatever the Shiny set, Paldean Fates, I think as it's called. Um, There'll be some new cards, but usually those specialty sets will only come with, I don't know, a handful, like 40 or so, 50 cards maybe that are like net new, and only so many of those are actually playable. I think it's just going to be the Stadium for Gardevoir, and Mm. I don't know, maybe that's something else, but I think it's mostly just the... The new one of Fall God of One Day. <laughs> and that's probably it. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a very long format. So um, you know, don't uh don't burn yourselves out too much playing too quickly in this format. It's a very I, I agree with you. I think it's a really good format though, because you can kind of go to any tournament and I don't know, there's probably like five, six, seven decks that you could choose, and all of those could potentially win, just depending on what's around you, right? Um, yeah, that's a, a lot of decks. Yeah. Probably yeah. like in at, at least six decks that could realistically win the tournament. Probably like 10 even. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good time to have a long format, I guess, compared to like if you were stuck in like a two-deck format and then it was like, well, okay, we're stuck in this for five months. Yeah, probably like last year when we had Lugia for like five months. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, pretty rough, pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, um, but a- after that piece of news, uh, we'll get to the main event, so to speak, which is just talking about you, Robin, talking about uh, Limitless as well. So I will uh, pass the mic, so to speak, over to you. Just give the folks um, an introduction as to who you are, uh, a little bit of history about yourself for folks who maybe haven't heard of you before uh yeah so i'm a player from germany i've been playing since uh 2009 um so like like almost 15 years now <laughs> kind of crazy um but yeah i've been playing like on and off since then and uh i have been pretty successful as well in like the like five four years like pre- uh, pre-covid basically when uh, I won Worlds in 2018 and then LAIC in 2019 um, and yeah since then and like with COVID and I haven't really played that much but uh, like uh, actually in like this format I've started like 
play more again and played in the regionals last weekend and did uh, did well there as well. So slowly getting back into it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you did win the regional at Liverpool in 2022. I have your results pulled up on Limitless. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you also, yeah, as you said, you got top four at Gdansk uh, last, uh, like a week or two ago now, um, playing Charizard EX. So it was really cool uh, seeing that. And yeah, like you said, like just getting back into it, certainly playing a little, I don't know if playing less, but, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, uh, as you get more invested in, other parts of your career. Sometimes there's either like less time for Pokemon or you're doing other things Pokemon related. So, uh, yes. Like, um, so back in, like, there was also like, um, I think in like 2016 or like 17, I started, uh, the, the limitless website, which back then was like just a, a little hobby project. I just, uh, yeah, I was, was just was just was just kind of missing something like that as as just a player myself. So um, like a way to find deck lists and tournament results. So um, yeah, created that website. And then over the years, it uh, just got bigger, and I put more time into it. And uh, yeah, by now it's you know, it's not really like a full time job, but it's uh, it's basically my job by now. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Limitless, for those of you, if you don't know what Limitless is, uh, I would urge, A, that's amazing. I don't know how you are listening to this podcast and somehow don't know what Limitless is. But um, if you haven't, go to Limitless, either LimitlessTCG.com or Play.Limitless.com. There are two different sites that we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, Limitless it's an amazing resource uh, to Robin's point for deck lists. So any major tournament, regional, international, whatever, um, special event, all of the, usually I think top eight is what you cover off of like proper deck lists and, and things like that. But um, if you want to go it's, see those, uh, top, oh yeah, go ahead. It's like your top eight immediately after the tournament. And then once uh, Arcanine publishes all the deck lists from day two, which Usually it's like day after the tournament. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but uh, then I also import all of these deck lists. So uh, eventually <laughs> we have like all the public deck lists uh, on there. Yeah. yeah, it's an incredible resource. I remember when I got into the game. Um, it, this was in 2019 when I started playing. So uh, after Limitless was created, but even then. There was a lot of times where people were like, especially for smaller events or whatever, like would just post their stuff on um, Verbank, right? And they'd be like, oh, okay, here's my deck list. Or they post it on Twitter. And it's not a bad resource, but the problem with that is it's all very decentralized. So unless you're following somebody or you're you're on Verbank, which is a Facebook you know group, uh, it'd be very hard to search people's deck lists. It would be very hard to like, you know, see what the top players might be playing. So, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, tell me a little bit about Limitless, just the the non-play Limitless version, just the tournament thing. So you um, you started it in 2017, you said? Um, yeah, um, I think I started working with, like, late 2016 and then early 2017 it launched, if I remember correctly. Um like I said, back then, uh, yeah, like nowadays we have a lot of sites where you can just look up tournament results uh, pretty much right off the tournament and you can like, uh, you can find decklists pretty easily, like even outside of, of Limitless. But back then it, it basically, you just had one Facebook group and if you were not part of that Facebook group, you had no idea what even won, what players even won tournaments because we also didn't really have streams. Uh, some tournaments had streams, but not every tournament. So you could uh, just wake up the day after regional and you don't, didn't even know who even won the tournament or what decks did well. And um, unless you were very connected in the community and knew where to look. So that was the inspiration for creating uh, the Limitless site. Just a place where it would be just much easier to just 
see uh, what happened at that regional that uh, happened that weekend. Um, so yeah, that was the inspiration for that. And uh, yeah, then I created that site and uh, it was basically just going to those Facebook groups and then uh, uh, like asking around what decks did these players play or like looking through the posts and seeing uh, like at the looking at the decklist pictures, then maybe typing them out and uh, putting them on the site. Mm. So back then it was like just a lot of manual work. And nowadays, of course, it's much easier with just access to Arcanine, where we have uh, the lists being published officially, which is yeah, which is just awesome. And uh, yeah, a lot has changed since then, thankfully. But uh, yeah, the the running the site and still doing doing good with that so yeah really happy that uh, it's still helpful to people uh, up to this day yeah and i would just uh so how far back does the archive of deck list and tournament results go i know obviously you started in 2017 so from then forward probably it's pretty full um but have you done a lot of work to like recover deck lists and, and results from like the past so regionals, uh, at, um, 2017, that was the, the first season where we had the, like the, the new structure of regionals with the cash prizes and the internationals. So I have all the regionals uh, starting from that season on there, but uh, currently don't have um, the ones before. In, in Europe, we didn't really have, uh, in Europe, we just had one big tournament, the European Challenge Cup before that, and then nationals. Um, but other than that, our regionals from back then were more like like almost big league cups, you, what you would mm. like uh, these days. Um, I was thinking of maybe putting like old American regionals on there, but didn't really get to that. But uh, stuff like worlds and nationals, uh, I did put some uh, old data on there as well. Um, but also just starting with 2011. Because that's uh, where my card database starts, basically. So before mm -hmm. that, it's kind of complicated to just <laughs> add uh, even older results. But uh, we have like other websites like PTCG Legends or uh, which archive all the even older stuff. So I don't really feel the need to um, also do that because there's already really good place to find those results. So it's not like a high priority for me. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like. Other things that Limitless does, though, I know there's a lot of other tools that you, you know, have built into the site, right? It started with uh, tournament results, but it branched out to um, a lot of the other tools. I think the ones that I've probably used the most are the proxy printer. Love that tool where uh, actually I'll let you explain it, Robin. What What is the proxy printer and why should people look into that? I have it's like the proxy printer like other tools is just like collections of things that i found useful myself as a player and i also just i like coding and like doing stuff like that so it's just a uh, really nice to be able to connect playing like this hobby of playing pokemon with uh coding to actually create useful stuff because it's it's not actually that easy to to find projects that make sense <laughs> otherwise if you don't have uh, if you don't happen to have like uh, a hobby like this and yeah back then i you tested a lot with proxy decks uh where you just like print out the cards and then play with that um i tested a lot with, uh, with my brother and yeah of course we just like tested with proxy decks instead of doing it online and uh, it was kind of inconvenient to create those proxies because you had to like i don't know word document paste those images in or something and yeah that's then why i made this tool where you just type in the name and then it adds it to the print sheet immediately and just makes it easier and yeah so basically it's just a thing that was really useful for myself nowadays i don't really use it anymore i just play online now but um I guess there's probably still people who use it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that I I'm I like physical cards. I, you know, I, I did play online briefly, but for me, like playing with people in person is like my whole reason that I play the game. So 
you know, so there are many times when I'm like, oh, I need this couple of cards. And sometimes instead of just turning a card backwards and saying it's that card, I'm like, I'd like, you know, if I have too many cards that I need to proxy, I definitely still use the proxy printer myself. So, but yeah, like there's a lot of other tools on Limitless that um, y'all have built out. Um, but outside of that, uh, I think the the last thing that I want to talk about for like LimitlessTCG.com, like that side of things is both the um, the team. So there is a Limitless team that I know, Rob, and I, I believe you're still a part of, I would assume, but I could be wrong. Um, and also Limitless as a streaming organization. Because I know for a while there, you were managing streams for certain regionals. So do you want to, if you feel co comfortable talking about that, like give, give folks uh, a background. Yeah, sure. The Limitless team is, is the origin of the, the name Limitless TCG. It's uh, was, um, all the other original members are actually not not, in, not there anymore. Um, but they mostly stopped playing. But uh, yeah, that's back then we were just like like a few friends who were, um, like were testing together, of course, going to tournaments. And then back then it was like there was there was a time when everyone just like created those teams and looked for sponsors. Uh, that still exists today, but like back in 2000, I think it was like 15, early 16, it was like pretty big. And yeah, so we were looking for, for a name and, and it just kind of happened to be Limitless TCG. Um, and then like a year later or so, when I uh, start the website, just, um, just, I don't know, make sense to combine it and just like use the same name and then because... Uh, we would also like post our own list usually on our Facebook page and and things like that. It's just just so happened that uh, like the website and the team aren't really connected, but we just like we're the same group of people. So just yeah, use yeah. the name Limitless and <laughs> um, yeah, and of course you can't just like rename a website afterwards. So it just like stayed that way until today. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. But, you know, uh, in terms of the streaming part, though, I think that is one of the, for me, one of the very interesting aspects. It's like, yes, you have a card database. Yes, you have a, a team of players. But um, as a person who has streamed myself, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like Limitless, as far as I remember, like I, you said, it was Connor and, and some of the others that were managing um, the streams for some of the European regionals, I believe? Yeah, um, so we're all from Europe, of course. And uh, in, in Europe, we, uh, at that point, that point, we didn't have streams at all. Um, I, I think at, at one point in the first season, TPCI did official streams for like two or three tournaments, but they stopped afterwards and we had just no streams. So um, they were just, asked the tournament organizers if we could like, stream those tournaments. At, at the beginning, the streams were like, very basic, not good. It was just, like a webcam and one person doing commentary for the whole tournament. It was, uh, it was not comparable to, to streams these days, but it was still something. Like, people could, could watch the tournaments, which was cool. And um, yeah, like, it just got um more professional over time with um like i personally i was not really involved in the string part it was like mostly was in the beginning was uh david there was lydia took a lot of work and uh she's still involved in that and then eventually connor joined us and then he also did a lot um with the streams and yeah it was it was a bit of an up and down with the streams, uh, um, but then eventually last season, uh, Pokemon, the KBCI started to just directly support the streams, so they could they got a lot a lot better. And then this season, uh, like just TBCI started doing the streams officially again. So um, the the limitless TCG stream project is. Uh, kind of done uh, i guess if you look at it like that but uh there's still uh Lydia and connor who did the main work with the to get all the past tournament streams are still now involved in the official stream so basically the our streams got 
absorbed by the official streamers is like the the best case scenario, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I but I I love that because, I mean, you think about like you know, the it, it seems to me like there's like a theme where like you and the team at Limitless, you know, I know it's not all just you, obviously, but like the team at Limitless, the people that you're involved with are like they're seeing something, especially in a European market, which is a lot of players, but in many ways was like overlooked for whatever reason by TPCI, um, whether that was capturing deck lists or doing streams. And, you know, just collectively you were like, well, we have enough people that have some expertise here. Why don't we do the streams? Cause people want to watch it. You and your friends would like to have watched streams. So it's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and I think that, I think it's amazing that TPCI then came in, worked with you and then, you know, officially absorbed you. It's like, you know, there's only one person that can stream the event. So like, you know, your job is done almost. It's like, okay, good. We got official streams back to Europe. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Which I, I mean, for myself, I, and I'm sure Jake would say the same. We're very appreciative of the European streams because I will say that the European player base and the decks, there is a lot of differences to at least America, right? I think particularly control uh, is tends to be a lot more popular, I find, in Europe than it is in America. Partly that's because of Sander, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, Sander and Alessandro, uh, so... <laughs> yeah, so you have some very good control, some very good stall players and, and whatnot. Um, but it's, I think it's really useful for, you know, the, the American audience and other regions to, like, be exposed to that and to see the different styles of play played at a high level. So um, I always am, like, really interested in, like, the differences between, like, you know, American regionals and European regionals. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, uh, I guess before I move on to the last big piece, which is played out limitless, right, I guess my question is, you know, you decided to do all of this. I'm sure most people would say like, other than like, oh, you wanted it. Why? Like, what was the, how did you keep the lights on knowing that this is a big job was like, you know, how did people support you during this window of time? Um, well, in the beginning, the first like, two years, I think it was just really just for fun. But then uh, once it got bigger and also like, some more time and it was also like more expensive to host and everything. I also started put ads on the site, which like make me money, of course. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, just the sites and doing the work, of course, just, just uh, brings in money. So yeah, that's, that's always yeah. a good motivation. <laughs> and um, it's, I mean, I still really like doing it. And it's like an awesome job to have, if you can call it a job. Right? But, um, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, it's enough yeah, it, work to be a job. At, you know, I, I still put in like decent amounts of work in. And uh, so, yeah, I, I usually like, say it's like, like half, like a half time job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if it wasn't making any money, it would probably be hard to justify doing it continuously. But since it does, it's like fine. And I don't really see myself stopping doing it unless uh, like for some reason it becomes obsolete for some like. But yeah, as long as <laughs> the Pokemon TCG exists and everything and uh, people visit the site, I'm, I plan to like, continue doing it. Yeah, for sure. So that, I guess, brings me to the last, I think, really big aspect. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to upplay it or downplay it, but play.limitless, um, which is sort of its own its own entity now in a lot of ways. Um, do you want to give folks, uh, you know, at home, just a description of what play.limitless is and, and sort of how it came to be? Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the reason that exists is basically the, the COVID pandemic. It's uh, yeah, that's that's the only reason. I think. Um, yeah, at the at the beginning of of COVID, when of course all the tournaments were cancelled, um, then uh, um, yeah, there, there were like no tournaments anymore, and there were like a few like smaller online tournaments, but really, um, yeah, there wasn't really much going on in in the Pokemon scene for like a moment, and then that's when we uh, as Limitless. 
uh, thought we should like organize some bigger online tournaments, and we we did the uh, the first limitless uh, online series. That was in uh, was it 2020, 2021 or so? I think 2020, uh, yeah. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. It was like four tournaments, which were huge, like bigger than we expected. It was. Over, I think the, the last one had like uh, 1,500 players, which was crazy. Um, yeah, but and, uh, and we ran the, these tournaments on a site called SmashGG, like now, but now it's called StartGG. Um, and yeah, it was those all like good and everything, but um, w while running the site, it was like pretty clear that it's just not really made for. Um, like these kinds of tournaments with the uh for Swiss tournaments with uh so with the the deck just, we we actually had help from Arcanines themselves for mm. deck to submission which was like awesome but also like combining the the Arcanine deck to submission with the Smash GG was uh it was just a lot more work than what I felt this all should be and yeah that's why after the the series ended, and um, yeah, there was like no end in sight for the the COVID pandemic and like tournaments coming back. So, just uh, we wanted to run more tournaments, but um, it was just like inconvenient on to to run them on. It was not like super inconvenient, but it's just it could be better. Yeah? Um, and that's uh, and and also because there was like the COVID pandemic, I had like time on my hands basically <laughs> so that's why i just decided to to try to make my own tournament platform which is like just optimized for this one use case of specifically tournaments uh, we want to run and to just make that as easy as possible um yeah. and yeah then yeah at the beginning the site was um like quite basic was uh didn't have as many features as as it has uh, nowadays, but yeah, it was basically just made to run like the the one kind of um, online tournaments. And yeah, then with that, I I ran another online series, which was done in in 2021. It was a lot of tournaments, like I don't know, 30 something, uh, with an invitational at the end again, and. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty smooth, and then over time, um, other people also started using the site um, because for for Pokemon online tournaments was just like, was everything you needed built in basically, just copy paste your deck just from PDCGO, paste it in, and then uh, yeah, it just made it easy to have like open decklist tournaments because that was also a thing which was new for online um, and which was kind of complicated to make work otherwise. Um, yeah, so at the beginning, it was like uh, just it was like another tool to just help me run some online tournaments. And then, yeah, it got yeah it just got bigger over time. Um, then eventually, I also added other support for other games than Pokemon. Um, like the first was Digimon, which uh, you were also involved in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, by now I also uh, there was some official organizers like reaching out, and uh, for like Digimon and also One Piece who wanted to use the site for for their actual official tournaments, which is like so really cool. And um, yeah, now we also have like even like some like, like Digimon One Piece regionals on there, and. Uh, even though we have Pokemon League Cups and everything back, there's still an uh, online Pokemon scene, which I think is really cool. It's, um, like then I, I wasn't really sure if like once the pandemic ends, what's going to happen with the site. Is, are we still going to run online tournaments? But um, yeah, people still still do. Uh, people still play in them. So that's, that's cool. So yeah, the site just, um, yeah. Was was started as like just a, a fun little COVID project, I guess. But now, it's uh, yeah, um, I think pretty useful for a lot of people. Which yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with all of that. It's very useful. Um, 
Yeah, the seeing the evolution of Play Limitless from to your point, like when it started, it was the it was an MVP, right? Uh, it was just the Pokemon trading card game, and I think I want to say at first even it was very limited in the number of organizers that you were letting in to like run events. Cause you know, I'm sure a combination of like working out bugs and, and other things, but also server space volume, all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I had the same thought though of like when cups and challenges came back, um, you know, would the Pokemon community like continue doing online events or not? Like that's a big you know, people, there's a lot of cups, a lot of challenges you know, that people go to. So would they have time even? Um, but it seems like between the late night events and, and others, there's still a very healthy amount of online events happening through Limitless. Yeah, definitely. Um, seems that way. And yeah, like this year, for, ex for example, I think actually most of the development work I, I did was just like the, the tournament website um it's like it's also with with, uh, with the tournament side it's it's i think a, a really interesting project also for me because there's just there's just always new stuff you can add new new things you can support it's just it's almost like you have like infinite work with that whereas with uh like the the regular limitless side i i still do add some new features some optimizations every now and then but um, it's like much more the complete and limited in its scope than the tournament website. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite features about it is the meta analysis features. So, you know, for any of the events that are like on limitless, just being able to go through and quantify like, oh, like, you know, this deck, when, especially when I did Digimon, you could like see um you know oh this deck did really really well and what was its best matchups what was its worst matchups and it was the kind of data that you know at least for some games i don't know i think for pokemon too honestly you would have people constantly talk about oh well this is the best deck or this is the best deck or, and it was usually just based on like oh what what won or what made top four but it was a lot of i think either guesswork on people as to like oh what matchups are good or bad but when you have all of this data now, because it's being collected in this like large tournament platform, like all of a sudden you can actually see, whoa, wow, it has like a 65% win rate against that deck. And I'm like, oh, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Um, and I think it's done a lot also to like bring, bring metagaming in some ways to like another level of like people really understanding like, analytics when it comes to evaluating decks and evaluating a meta yeah that's a it's a feature i really prioritized uh, since the beginning <laughs> i think like um a week before then i had uh, i first did like any public tournament on the side i just had like deck to submission and I, and I had deck to submission but i didn't have the automatic deck categorization and the, the meta break and i was like ah, now that's like such an important feature. I should definitely take another week, put that in before I before I, <laughs> I launch this. And uh, yeah, because yeah, I think it's just it's really cool to just see the, the meta breakdown. Literally, the moment the tournament starts, don't have to go through all the lists, collect it manually. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I I I'm a big fan of played out limitless. I, I guess my question would be. And you may not be able to say this, so I'm getting into maybe information you're not allowed to reveal, but has Pokemon ever approached you to talk about Play Limitless, either, you know, using some of the tech that you've developed or, because I know that a lot of organizers have mixed feelings about Tom, uh, which is the, uh, at least, I, I don't know how it is in Europe, I assume it's the same, but like whatever Pokemon's event management system is, um, I mean, I don't personally interact with Tom, but I know that a number of judges have mixed feelings one way or the other. But I don't know if you can reveal anything, Robin, but I, but no, I, they, I had they, to ask. They, they didn't, no, there's, oh. uh, there's nothing. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for, for regionals and, and up, we have Arcanine, which does does a good job. Right? So, 
I don't yeah. think we really have the need for um, a different. I, I think they still use Tom under the hood, but I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they are like working with Arcanine on some uh, other solution. Like, but I have no information on that, no idea. No, it's um, fine. I, for me, like, I, my, my brain just wants it all to be on one platform, you know, like where I could like search, like, oh, for every single cup this, in this format and challenge even. Like, what, were, what was everybody playing? Like, that would be, in my mind, that would be a kind of an amazing thing to like have it all in one database because then you can compare, like, you know, Jake and I talk a lot about, Oh, for a regional, this is a good deck to bring, but maybe for a cup or a challenge, you know, maybe a deck that is more streamlined, like, I don't know, Maridon, um, is better in a challenge. Or Chen Pao, if you just run hot for four games, it's great for a challenge, right? Um, but that's all speculation. We don't actually have that data to say. Yeah, but for a cup and challenge, the best plays usually whatever deck beats, like the, the best players that are at the tournament. <laughs> Yeah, that's because usually that's usually at the cup you have like I don't know like five or so players that you know you need to beat to win the tournament, and uh, yeah, if you know what they're playing, just pick a deck that counters that. <laughs> that's that's the play. <laughs> um, uh, that's but yeah, awesome. it would definitely be cool, and I I hope Pokemon works on uh, some uh, to bring like um, like to do some online platform as well for like, cups and and challenges. I know they, they worked on the PEM thing, but that yep. turned out to be yeah. nothing. I don't know how they messed that up that badly, but... <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, I, yeah. Like they had Tom as the tournament organizer software that they used. But yeah, then they, they changed over to PEM, which is Pokemon Event Manager, I believe. And yeah, they just sort of disappeared <laughs> halfway through COVID. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it, it means that they are working on something, right? Yes. If they, And... Uh, but yeah, I think most other games do have some kind of online system. Also, with like, I think it would be good if we could just report our match results online. But mm. I think it, it actually is, even is a feature on Arcana. I think there was used for team challenges, but I don't know. We don't use it for regionals. Kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, I wonder if but it's yeah, just I, that they they want it to go through the judges, like for like double confirmation rather than players submitting. Like just having it like okay, one source of submission. I, don't know, I feel like if the players just submitted this, it has a loss, uh, lower error rate than. Uh, <laughs> I, I played in a regional last year, and uh, one of my results was entered incorrectly by the hive, and then they also didn't fix it in the round after, and was caused some weird pairings. Whereas if the players can just report it themselves, they you see the result of your like, and if you entered wrong, it's like your fault. And yeah, but you literally see if. if what your opponent so if your opponent reported it not you you can still double check it yeah. immediately on your like uh arcanine page or whatever it's uh that like the, uh that would be preferable i think yeah um, the only time the yeah, organizer needs to get involved if is, is if both players don't input the same result yeah so uh anything that's official tournaments that's just like all arcanine and and i think and that's fine like arcanine is, is a yeah. is an awesome website so um I hope Pokemon just like gives them more money, makes them do more stuff, yeah. and uh, and yeah, Limitless just like does the 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 unofficial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like you know, I, I I wanted to like I guess leave this with um. I was just thinking about like, are there any? What do you think are features or things that the Pokemon community, you know? could still do or build or whatever like what what are what are some of the gaps that you see in the broader pokemon community um that maybe the official pokemon team is not currently doing big that's a very big question but i'm like yeah is there anything you would either love somebody to build or love pokemon to build that doesn't exist i mean the obvious answer of course is uh and some simulator that's of course the pokemon company has Pokemon TCG Live, but there's always like handmade simulators can always do more than official ones. We official ones always like, um, I mean, life is fine. Uh, it's still it's still kind of buggy. So I hope they work that out at least. But with an unofficial simulator, you can you can 
do a lot of crazy stuff that they were just like that are not realistic in an uh, official one. And I think our communities, um, most of our card games have have some, at least the bigger card games have some unofficial simulators, which of course is legally complicated. So it makes sense that no one attempted doing that. I guess we have Twinleaf, but I don't know when or that will launch if, or how that will launch. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's like a very like the, the obvious answer that I think most people would want just uh, having an alternative uh, to PDCGL. But at, at least we do have the official one, which um, mm-hmm. I guess like the Bandai games, for example, would love to have something like PDCGL. So. <laughs> I can, um, uh, yeah, yeah. The the Bandai player base is um, they've they've toyed around with. Not even really simulators. I don't know if you remember the um, for Bandai. They did one where it was like you had a little sprite and you walked around a room and you would find another human controlling a sprite, uh, like a little character, and then it would launch you into a webcam interface. And I was like, "This isn't. Nobody wants this. It's not a simulator. It's basically just bad Discord. It's Discord with like a, a weird layer over it." They even have online regionals but just no online client that's so weird yeah and it's it is strange too because like you know you think about i mean this gets deep into it like i don't mind webcam tournaments in some respects but like if it's a official tournaments there's just so much cheating that happens in online clients like over webcam and even if you know 95 percent of the people are like totally chill and fine you know, if a few people are good at cheating and their opponent is not paying attention constantly, it's much harder to see that in like a webcam thing. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised they haven't developed something. Yeah, not not a fan of the the webcam events either. Yeah. Like I, I really like playing in, in some One Piece offline tournaments every now and then, but the online events, I'm just like not interested at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of the simulators, I know Lorcana. There, there is a simulator for that that people really like. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but even before the game was out, when they were announcing cards, the whole simulator was built and it worked. And I was like, that's kind mm-hmm. of incredible. Yeah, I think it's just one person doing it as well. As well so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it is definitely murky legal territory because uh, like, you're using all of these copyrighted assets. And, yeah. Um, but, and, you know. Yeah. With there being an official one, yours it just makes it even more complicated than if there wasn't. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. But especially but... for like you know retro or um, even expanded, which I don't PTCG Live doesn't do expanded yet, does it? Yeah, they do not support expanded, and you, that also means you can't play GLC, which was quite popular on PTCGO. But yep. now, and people still play it, I think. But uh, I think the GLC hype died down. A lot uh, after PTC Joe got discontinued, which is a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, it would be really cool if we had a way to play uh, older formats, um, like expanded and everything online. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's great that we can play standard pretty easily, but uh, it it is definitely sad that the that older formats just got left behind. Uh, in the tra- transition to PCGL. All right, last question for you before we go: Expanded or GLC? If Pokemon was going to make one of them an officially supported format again, uh, which would you choose, Expanded or GLC? Mm, tough question because I I did enjoy both, uh, and I also haven't played either in a while. Um, but I think I would have to go with Expanded. GLC is, I think it's just, it's probably just best as a casual format. Um, not sure how it would end up as a competitive format if we actually played it at regionals. I don't know. It would probably be fun at first, but I don't know. It, it might get, I'm not sure. I think Expanded is just, I really like, always like the idea of Expanded just having a really, really big card pool. Uh, of course, they have to 
uh, probably maintain a bigger band list because cars from different eras just interacting with each other is, uh, is sometimes weird. Mm. Yeah, scoop up net but, and shaman and all of that never yeah. meant to exist together. <laughs> Definitely not. But I really like having a format with a big card pool. Um, yeah. So yeah, my my. my Pick would be expanded, but I also wouldn't mind having maybe like one or two GLC regionals a year. I think that could be fun to shake it up a little bit, especially maybe towards the end of like a standard format cycle. Um, yeah, like during this five month window that we have one yeah. format, <laughs> like you know, maybe one just like one one GLC regional thing. Yeah, that, that could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And- if they did that, this is my opinion to sign off. If they ever get back into Expanded or GLC, I, I urge TPCI to do a reprint set. Magic does them. Other Yu-Gi-Oh! does them. Just when you bring it back, Expanded, do a reprint set so that Ace spec cards don't cost $50 and are super warped. That's my only, that's my yeah, only hope. <laughs> For sure. The, the Ace Specs and uh, Tropical Beach, especially. Oh, uh... Gosh. Beach should probably just be banned. It's, uh, if they don't want to reprint it, they should just ban it because it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's having I don't even know how much it's worth these it's days. Three hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's like oh, I have to play four of them. And it's like oh my gosh, this is so expensive. Like, uh, yeah, that, that, even if it's not the most competitive, even if it's not like in T one decks, it shouldn't. It, it really shouldn't be a thing that some decks are just gatekept by the price. Yeah. Uh, I'm fingers crossed that they make a trainer's toolkit for expanded one day. I think that would be amazing. But I will uh I'll leave it there and uh and, and end the episode. Anything you'd like to sign off with, Robin, anywhere people should look to find you. Um yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh at limitless underscore Robin. You can also follow the Limitless TCG account, just at Limitless TCG. I should probably post more often on there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Usually, yeah. I just whenever I just upload anything new, I just I don't know, just put it on the site, and then I don't know, posting on social media and everything. It's like so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do it, but but yeah, uh, if there's important updates or anything, you can you can find it there or, or on my personal Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for all the viewers out there. If you want to find out, you know, what decks we're going to be talking about after any big event before we get there, you could just go to LimitlessTCG.com and you'll you'll already know what half of our episode would be. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Robin, for all the work that yourself, that the team does at Limitless. It's um, it's amazing. Uh, it's a huge resource for, for myself and Jake and for the community. So much appreciated. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign it off. Uh, see you next week as we discuss more things that revolve around the evolving meta. I don't know how to sign this off. Jake, Jake, come back next week. 